Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Ariel Shivers McGrew of Tactful Disruption. Ariel, it's awesome having you on the show. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Ariel so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And she's a published author, counselor, advocate, entrepreneur, and military veteran. Ariel possesses the up with authenticity, vulnerability, and courage. Her unrelenting passion and commitment to empowering abilities to show others to drive important social initiatives forward with agility and focus makes her a sought-after leader in many arenas. High-impact presenter and business development expert, Ariel is a returning media guest to conversation topics stemming from women and veterans, diversity and inclusion, personal development and entrepreneurship, and Ariel was recognized as a woman veteran of the year in 2019, and her accolades include Miss Veteran America, semifinalist in 2017, and Miss Black Utah in 2010. Ariel, you're doing many awesome things. Super excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am ready. Awesome. Let's do it. So to uh, kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? And we'll let you get started with all the awesomeness that you're working on. Yeah, it's real short. I'm gonna keep a long story short. I got tired of being around people who were sleeping on me. So (laughs) um, no, the reality of it is, um, you know, like, you know, Taraji P. Henson started her movement saying there were no black therapists, right? Mm -hmm. Here it was, I was, I was a black therapist. I am a black therapist, right? Licensed professional counselor. So I'm trained to see pathology as it sits in front of me. Mm -hmm. But what was even more interesting was I wanted to do career development. And they are very different to other people when it's like career and mental health are some like really intertwined. You can't have one without the other. I mean, there is literature that dates all the way back to like 1952 about this. So I was working in spaces and places for people who knew that I was a counselor, but wanted me to, you know, be in different roles. So for me, it was like the coolest way to kind of develop this mentality of becoming like the Nike of mental health and career development. Like, let me like, let me show y'all how to do this. This is kind of fun. So they were leveraging the reality that I was affiliated with the military. They're like, hey, you know, we need women veterans. We want to talk to women veterans of color. We want them to do things. And it just opened one door after another. And I think the aha moment for me was when I helped a veteran-owned company that was speaking clear English to me, but not to uh, the managing director that I was under. So I was like translating it. We, we, went, we ended up winning a $250,000 grant and it was to really help with the federal and state technology partnership and I was looking at it from the strategic plan that the, com- that the company had organized saying, hey, we want to implement more technology. And I'm like, well, what if instead of just implementing it in the organization within our physical space, we actually think about putting that in our programming. And so it was a great way to leverage that mental health background of listening 80%, talking 20%, <laughs> mm-hmm. but being 100% self-aware to say, okay, I figured out how I can actually help people with some of the challenges because the person was brilliant. But, you know, the thing about is there's a fine line between genius and insanity and so having that experience of counseling the criminally insane to mother and daughter teams it's like I work with people all day long so tactful disruption to me was really 
how I am as a person. And our tagline is boldly editing workplace italics, which is just people, culture, and organization. So it was like a no-brainer that, hey, I'm, I'm a mental health coach and consultant, like I, but I'm telling people this and they're still like, we want you for the job. Okay, great. But in my mind, these are projects. It's, I'm not really an employee because I'm at a state of self-actualization. So I realized there's a way to help other people do that. And, and one of the routes I found was through career development. Now, some people will say it's entrepreneurship, it's economic development, but it's self-actualization. We all need to do things that make us happy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the most powerful words. And I think that's something that when you are able to kind of self-actualize or, or, or get to that moment in that space, that's when really phenomenal things happen. Because I, I say so often that so many times we end up running other people's races, not running our own. And when you start to understand what that is and you understand what your race is and how exactly you can make that happen and how it manifests itself, that's when everything kind of flows from there. I agree. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I know you touched on it a little bit about, you know, tactful disruption, exactly what you do and how you support clients. Can you drill down a little bit more to let us know exactly how that process goes and who exactly you, you connect with? Sure. So we do like one-to-one -one mental health coaching. Um, now, HIPAA is rolling out. I'm not HIPAA. Let me not say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a rollout of new telebehavioral health laws that are coming into play. But what I found was... Um, if I went through organizations like the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, they're like 35 years old, they do peer support groups, right? So some of those sessions are free, but really it's, it's, an, it's a resource that deals with uh, people who have a, a likely experience. So it's being able to tell that experience, putting truth to it, but with people who have been through it. Because sometimes people don't realize counselors like there's a real journey to becoming a psychotherapist like a real journey <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like no we had to try on many personalities and you know we've dealt with a lot of types of personalities mm -hmm. to be like oh i get it we get it right because we're here to coach you yeah. what i found was um they wanted to move a women veterans of color group online but they don't have any people of color in the organization who speaks to that audience and so we developed a really dope relationship and I said, hey, let me do the campaigns. So they pay us up front. We create the campaigns. We're speaking the language of the population. Um, and then on the back end, I'm running those peer support groups every Sunday at 6 p.m. for them. Um, but there's twofold. So I'm certified as a veteran peer support specialist. So it's like, hey, I'll share my story. I married a narcissist. I'm like an empath. It's crazy. You know, I had, you know, that gives you PTSD. It, the reality is it's just, you know, I had a human experience. But I want to talk to people mm -hmm. who understand what that human experience is like when you're wearing this uniform, when you don't have an opportunity to be as vulnerable as others because it comes with a lot more. Specifically, like my MOS is PSYOP. There are not a lot of females that are qualified to be PSYOP. Um, additionally, there's not a whole bunch of minority women who are in PSYOP. So it comes with its own implied social responsibilities. And, and I'm always up for a challenge. So we, we do the campaigns on the front end, we do the peer support groups, and then what happens is we end up getting people who go, hey, you know, I love this, but I read about your company and I need help with this career piece. So it's like, hey, we're doing something for an organization in the midst of doing it for the organization, we're using that appreciative inquiry framework. So we're looking at their team dynamics too, and we're kind of helping them have transparent conversations and highlighting, because remember, we're trained to see pathology as it sits in front of us, like, hey, that person might be struggling. You might want to help your buddy out, right, right. <laughs> you know? 
Um, so there's a new camaraderie that gets created there. But then whoever the primary is, you know, they'll end up calling. And, and I love it. Like, there'll be quotes. They're like, oh, my God, I love talking to you. You're like my personal therapist. And I'm like, hey, I send you an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, them paying for those campaigns up front gives, gave us an opportunity to really give away free therapy and just peer support style where you drop into a room that's HIPAA compliant and you talk to me as your as a counselor for 30 to 50 minutes. I will cut you off at 60. So <laughs> um, you talk to me and you just you get some stuff out because if you speak it, you know, what ends up happening is you really start to normalize your experience. You start to like destigmatize yourself and then the healing starts to happen because when you give life to something, you know, it's, it's available now for you to really watch it grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's extremely powerful. And, and I think that so many times um, there's not always, I guess, space that's created and, and for that to happen, whether we're talking about organizations or us individual or a combination of both. And I love that you, you have created those, you know, obviously, you know, now, I guess, virtual opportunities, but definitely ways in which people can let a lot of that stuff out. Because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes that is what happens with mental health, where it's sometimes not talked about, it's not addressed, it's not looked at. And a lot of times it can be bottled up and manifest itself in not so great ways, I guess you could say. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So what, what I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce, and this could be for yourself or your business or a combination of both, but what do you feel mm-hmm. kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I'm talented and confident, but like, I understand that I'm a black intellect. And I think sometimes I'm not dealing with people who understand what that is. So it's like, yeah, keep, keep trying to put the box on me, but that's why I agree that I am tactfully disruptive. Like, you know, and just like, you know, it, I'm not just, giving you like this framework for a company i'm giving you this concept that that's who i am as a person like it's about the right questions but it's about being in those environments and really helping people understand that we can do this caring relationship as long as we're creating win-win strategies that allow for us to recognize self-actualization is not possible if pathology is present so if we're not moving together as a team something is sick within the body of what we're trying to do so let's fix it i wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have. What's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, I read 25 pages a day. I don't care what it is. I just read 25 pages a day, um, primarily because I'm working on my PhD in business psychology. Nice. And so like, I, I switched programs halfway through. So um, going from counselor education and supervision that came so naturally to me, like I would, I would devour those books to reading something that is not as natural to me. It's like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> so, so I got in the habit of saying, okay, I'm going to read 25 pages a day until this is like a second language to me. Like it's so natural that like people would think I was a genius and it's like, nope, I just learned to be disciplined. Mm. I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be like a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might Mm -hmm. be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Recognize what the standard is because it might be less than what you require of yourself. I, I definitely appreciate that. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Ariel, what does being a CEO mean to you? It means being thoughtful, present, and playful. It, it, that it's, you know, minding what matters, but making sure that I am not 
killing myself in the process and killing myself the moment I feel anxiety, recognizing that having a level of self-awareness to know, hey, every time that person says that, that makes me uncomfortable. Something is happening here. You know what? When I'm creating this, I don't like the way it feels. Hey, when I created that, oh my God, my heart lit up. I felt great. I told myself I was a genius. Put that one out. That one feels good. You know, like just that to me, be playful, be present, but be productive. Nice. I love those kind of three aspects, kind of like the the legs of a stool, so to speak, because I almost feel like if you don't have one, then the whole entire stool uh, kind of topples over. And I think so many times, again, as we kind of talked about, we're not only not, um, I guess, aware of those things, we don't really create that space and create that time in order to do that. And as you kind of touched on, you know, during a time like this, where everything has literally come to a pause um, and, and kind of forced that honest look at where you are and what you're accomplishing and, and how your mental health is, is, is so important to, to happen that we kind of take advantage of this time as well. Definitely. I hope you've been taking advantage of this time. I know you've been working hard. Sir. I've been working hard <laughs> and I, I try to, you can't help but take advantage of the time because you, you know, it, it's so uh, much of a transformational time that everything that you did on a regular basis is not the normal. So it kind of has been a very, uh, tactfully disruptive time so to speak <laughs> <laughs> i love it um you know it has been though right because now people have really had to get some sense about themselves and for us to recognize wholeheartedly and realistically for the first time common sense is not common because half of us have been living in isolation so mm. you know now it's like people you can like you can almost feel it it's so palpable people saying like you know those soul urges like people need hugs people need people now Absolutely. And we realized that we probably didn't have those human interactions, that people, a connection that we had, um, we thought we were having everything, everybody, uh, to some degree was kind of just zooming through, I guess, life, you can say. Yeah, I mean, I bet you if you put it out there and ask people after this interview, how many of you still interact with some of those people you saw every day? I bet you like more than half would be like, I have it. And to be honest, I have peace now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have peace. I'm, I'm glad they fell off or, you know, I'm not sure, but my life has been redirected since then. It's almost like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a power, right? Ghost died, but like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a new season. This is a new <laughs> type of game, right? Chess, mm -hmm. not checkers. So it's exactly. like, whoa, like it's a whole new scene, whole new cut, whole new mission. Like, it's like, what, what's about to happen? And I love that. I love that like you're literally getting to experience a redo, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you didn't get, if you felt like you weren't getting it right, or you felt like you went through too much, you know, it's, it's our modern day biblical times. The world has stopped for you to understand what you need in your universe to make some stuff happen. So yeah. I think that's pretty dope if you look at it that way. I don't know. I'm a glass half full chick. <laughs> so am I. I'm very much that, that type of person too. And I think uh, as you kind of touched on, it's so important to be able to kind of take advantage of that time as well. Because I think a lot of times, just like with everything else that's been happening, we can kind of just allow life to kind of happen and zoom through and wait till uh, be patiently wait or, or anxiously waiting to the end when in reality, this is the present that we have uh, right in front of us. So um, like a literal I, present. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I definitely appreciate that, Ariel, and I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Oh, um, thank you. Um, we are a digital mental health coaching and consulting practice. We address the intersections. So you'll see that we use a lot of little wood figures because we recognize it's a, it's a personal journey. It doesn't actually come with a face. It's what you make it. 
Um, but we want to be here for you in the process. If you know any women veterans who need additional support, we run free emotional peer support groups every Sunday at 6 p.m. Um, the link is, you can find the link on our Instagram page. If you ever want to know what we're up to, just follow us on social. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with us. And I think, obviously, this is a very transformational time, as we kind of talked about. And I think so many times we Zoom over mental health, we Zoom over checking in to make sure that you're okay. So I appreciate you for for kind of leading that charge and, and, and making us remind and reminding us of how important that is as well, too. So Ariel, truly appreciate that. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.